Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome everyone. This is Louise Crooks, your Key to Clarity Coach on KTC Radio. Welcome to the last show of 2010 on Keys to Clarity Radio. I'm really excited to um, share this uh, wonderful topic coming up with you and, and our wonderful um, guest as well. I think it's going to be a great way for us to end the year um, with some inspiration for the new year. So, um, you know, with all the wisdom that um, our guest is going to share today, I think you're going to definitely walk away with that feeling. So let me just uh, give you a background about the show and then we'll talk about um, our guest and go from there. So you're here with me, of course, your host, Louise Crooks. I'm a small business coach, speaker, um, obviously radio show host, Facebook and online marketing strategist. I'm all about getting the word out about what's possible in your business, doing it in an authentic way, creating a profit and helping the world at large through your actions. I believe in spiritual alignment with all that you do. In living this way, we can create the lives we truly desire. I love social media as a way to help solopreneurs build their businesses, which is one of the reasons why Keys to Clarity Radio was born at the beginning of 2008. KTC Radio is here to support solopreneurs, and I spell that S-O-U-L, opreneurs, to success through spiritual, personal, and business growth through the expertise of the most amazing guests. Feel free to browse the archives, um, which are filled with recordings of shows of the guests, the likes of Marsha Weeder, um, Ali Brown, Michael Port, Greg Moores, Mary Allen, Michael Lozier, just to name a few. And to be sure to get the updates from me about upcoming shows, enter your email address in the box on the show profile. Just look for where the hummingbird is. And if you want to learn more about me, read my blog and get great tips and resources, um, and find out about my services, you are welcome to go to keystoclarity.com. Remember, you can get your free report there where I share how to avoid costly mistakes most business owners make in the first few years of business so you can create a shining success with the path of least resistance and not end up going back to J-O-B. So today's topic, five keys to the right prescription for your soul-driven business. This is the perfect starting place for solopreneurs looking to step up into superpreneurs and business owners and leaders who want their company to up-level their profits and productivity and have fun. So too many people are settling for results in their businesses that don't fill them. I mean, I think that's pretty common out there with a lot of coaches and practitioners And business is actually meant to be fun. We really want to feel passionate about what we do. So today, our guest, Gina Gabellini, is going to show you the keys to pinpointing the right prescription for any chaos or frustration that is poisoning your business. Gina is a certified master business coach who assists high-achieving solopreneurs and their teams to leverage fun systems and intentionality for brilliant results. If any of you think that business is all about taking as many action steps as possible in the shortest amount of time, and I think there are a lot of us out there, Gina likes to remind us to hit the pause button. She says business is is supposed to be passion-filled, exhilarating, and profitable. Gina likes to marry vision, divine guidance, and proven strategies so that you can ditch the mental merry-go-rounds and overwhelm. I think that's a welcome... uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> statement for many of us because a lot of us feel overwhelmed in our business. So I'm excited about that. She's a co-author of Life Lessons for Mastering the Law of Attraction with Eva Gregory, who she's been on the show with, and Mark Victor Hansen and Jack Canfield. Her website is masterpiececoaching.com, and peace is spelt P-E-A-C-E, like inner peace. So let's get started. I think this is going to be a fun show. Hi, Tina. Hello. Welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. We're going to rev everybody up. Get them excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. So I'd love to um, uh, just get a little bit of background about you, Gina, and if you can tell us how you got started and, um, you know, what brought you to um, to do what you do now. Okay. Uh, well, I think it started back when I went to college and I went to be a, um, I wanted to be a buyer um, for a, you know, to buy for stores. And yeah. I thought that, I didn't know what else I wanted to do. I, went, I hadn't planned my future and I ended up doing that. And while I went to college and I got, I got the job that I wanted and found out, oh, there's a lot of math involved in this. There's a lot of budgeting. I thought it was all going to be about going to the fashion shows. <laughs> This isn't as fun as I thought. And soon after that, uh, my mom got laid off from where she was working, and we decided to open a business together, and that was my first time owning a business. And I was very lazy back then. All I wanted to do was hurry up and go do our work so I could get home, get home and watch soap operas. It was crazy. I'm surprised my mom didn't dump me immediately. But we ended up um, creating another business together, and pretty soon I had another business, and it was going pretty well, but I was also starting to get into personal development, and I began on the side working for a personal development seminar company, and I started coaching through that company, but I didn't know that people did it on their own. That's all they did was coach, and someone had told me about the Coaches Training Institute, and it happened to be very yeah. close to where I live in California, and I thought, let, I'm going to go there. Let them. Let me see if they can show me anything I don't already know. I was completely cocky about it, and I went, <laughs> and they showed me a whole bunch of what I didn't know, and I started to understand that you have to meet the clients where they're at. You can't drag them to their goals because that's what I felt like I was doing. Someone would tell me their goals, and I thought, okay, great. I'm enthusiastic about it. Aren't you? And they would say, no, I'm scared. No, I'm procrastinating. And I'd say, come on, let's go. And I felt like I was literally dragging them along, even though they said that's what they wanted. So yeah. after I started attending the classes at Coaches Training Institute, I was very clear this is what I want to do. I don't want to do anything else. And I immediately opened my own coaching practice. And then yeah. over the years... You know, I, I used to just say I'll coach anybody for any reason. I just love it. I actually still feel the same way. But my my favorite topics are money and business, although I, I love coaching on anything just because I think when we find out that something can be easy and then we actually attain it and where we thought it might have been impossible before, I think that's a high no matter what you're focused on. But I've been coaching for 14 yes. years and can't imagine doing wow. anything else. That's a long time in the coaching world. Yeah. Wonderful. I know when I first started, people would say, what's coaching? Is that like, you know, you coach sports? No. 
And I have to say, I would always mention Tony Robbins. They, they would, or they would say it, and they go, "Oh, like motivation, like Tony Robbins." Well, yeah, kind of, sort of like that. <laughs> now we have. Well, the pleasure now is that we don't, we don't <clears throat> often have to explain ourselves quite as much now when we no, say no. I mean, there's a coach in in O magazine. There's a coach on, you know, there's coaches on TV. There's coaches everywhere, which is a great thing. Yes, it is. It's wonderful. Well, um, Dina, I want to um, ask you, um, how would a business owner know if their um, company was out of alignment? And I would imagine, yeah, that uh, it would feel that way, perhaps. But but let I would love to hear your answer and dive into that question. Well, there's the extreme cases where you feel like beating your head against the wall because nothing's working. Yeah. Um, there's also the subtlety of when you are trying to push forward for your results, whether you're focused on, you know, profits or you're trying to hire someone to help you with some piece of your business or you have employees and you're working with your employees. But if you feel that constant background pressure, then you're out of alignment with the vision that you want for your company and you need to do something different. See, the bummer is, is I think that most people see that we get so used to it or we get used to pressure, or we get used to being frustrated, or working hard, or not get, getting paid enough, that we just begin accepting that that's how it is. You know, yeah. custom, we may not like it, but we start thinking that that's normal. You know, we get up, we go back at it, we do the same things over and over, and we keep wishing in the background that maybe some piece would be easier or different, and it's not. And it does not to say that, you know, everything's miserable in your business because sometimes it feels okay. But, yeah, you know, if your business is aligned with the vision that you created for yourself, then you'll be, you know, you'll be having fun. You will want to come into the office. You'll want to do your work. You'll be super enthused. You'll be taking all sorts of action, but the action won't feel like pressure or task. You'll want to do the stuff. You know, right. you'll, you'll, you'll feel, you know, when, when it's time to go home, you'll feel almost dragged away because you'll think, oh, yeah. this, this feels so fun. Yeah. I don't want to stop. I want to work till midnight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would imagine also there are a lot of people out there who feel aligned with their business and what they're doing uh, from a passion standpoint, but don't, uh, as you were saying earlier, not getting the compensation for it. And, you know, that. You know, if they're not clear on what their vision is, you know, incorporating the money piece, because I think that that often is missing, that that could really be helpful. Yeah. I think that if if you're not making the kind of money that you want, then you know that piece is out of alignment. Because everybody, especially if you're passionate, you have more ability to make the profits than people who are just, you know, doing a business for the sake of money. If you're passionate and you're really liking what you're doing, then there is not a good reason why you're not making the kind of money that you want. Everybody should be making more than enough money, enough to pay the bills, yeah. enough to yeah. pay for you to bring home your paychecks, and if you have employees, to compensate them well. And then that extra that says, oh, yeah, I'm not on this tight budget. If I want to expand my business, I can. If I want to go take a two-week vacation to somewhere exotic, I can. I have more than enough money. Right. Yeah, it's really getting clear on everything that you want. It's not just about, um, you know, the connection between you and your passion, but, you know, really, you know, thinking about all pieces of it really, really makes sense there. And I think that's a big piece that's missing for a lot of my audience, you know, who 
are coaches and holistic practitioners who are really soul driven in their businesses and um you know the the money piece um gets missed out a lot i think that darn money piece <laughs> that money piece i'm telling you <laughs> and then the more we focus on not enough money of course we track more you know more of the same so it's, it's, it is it's a, it's a hard yeah. cycle to break both strategically and the mindset of it yes but it can yeah. be done so all of you who yes. haven't did not make your goals in 2010, and maybe you're one of those people where money, your money goals just keep eluding you, you really can create something different even up, if up to this point, you know, you've been stagnant or haven't been able to break past a certain, you know, dollar amount. You can totally create something different, and it, you know, it doesn't have to feel like it would be a miracle. It can be your natural next step with just a few, you know. I'll give you some tips as we go along today, but, you know, look at 2011 as a clean slate because it really, really, really is. That's actually what I put on your... um on your uh, your Facebook profile. Did you see that? <laughs> no, what did you say? I said, it, I said it's 2011 is like a clean slate. <laughs> yes, because it's so true. <laughs> so, um, Gina, Neil Donald Walsh, who, who authored the best-selling books, Conversations with God, and was also in the movie The Secret, says, do not be content with so little. Reach, stretch, or something big. So, Gina, how do you think solopreneurs, that soul-driven business owners, are setting for less and what is possible in the success of their business? I think that people hear other people talking and they, they get a sense of, okay, this is what happens in my industry. Like, for instance, I'll just take massage as a you know example. Uh, this is what people charge in my industry for massage. And so we get stuck in thinking that, okay, in order for me to make my money, I have to see this many clients per week, and but there's no way for me to make more than that because obviously I have, you know, only so many hours in a day and my physical body can't keep up with, you know, doing more than that. And so we yeah. start saying this is the way that it is. And when you start saying this is just the way that it is or I can't, you can't come to other solutions about different ways for you to pull in the income. And so we're not stretching for something more. We kind of get locked in that box of, oh, this is the way it just is in our industry. Like I used to get so mad when I used to hear other coaches telling new coaches, you know, you should just really charge nothing almost for free in the beginning and then maybe charge $50 or $100 a month for several different coaching sessions. I'm thinking, What? Don't tell people that because then that's what the standard they think they can only get so much in their heads. Mm-hmm. Like I remember coaching a, a new client who was transitioning from the financial world into into coaching, and I, you yeah. know, we were talking about you know the 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 all important question: How much are you going to charge for your services? So right. I said, well, I'm not sure. How much do you think? And I said, Well, I'm not going to tell you what I think because it's just a matter of what feels good to you. And he said, Well. Right. I'm thinking I should charge about seven. I, I would like to charge seven hundred and fifty dollars a month, but I couldn't possibly do that because I'm not experienced. And wow, people like you, Gina, you know, you're charging this much, and that's you know, you're just charging a bit more than that. But and so there was this whole conversation about what seemed appropriate to charge. And my right. answer is never about what's appropriate. It's about what would feel best for you, because mm-hmm. you could be a rotten coach is the truth. 
And if you wanted to charge $5,000 a month and that's what felt good to you and you really believed you can get it, you would get it. And your customers and your clients would get value. Yeah. Which is a different way of thinking. We usually look at, you know, we're taught from marketing, you know, what will the market bear? And I'm saying, no, what would feel good? Because if it feels good and you can really get behind that, then you're going to yeah. be you're going to be sitting pretty. But if yeah. you have if you think you have to start out small because that's what someone told you and you do, mm-hmm. trust me, you will resent your clients. You'll be broke. And yeah, you will be having fun. Right. right. And I always that think it's fun. it's easier to go bigger because it's less effort to go bigger. When we're playing small, it's so much effort. We're under so much stress. We're in fear. Yeah. And it's just not a good time. It's just easier and more magical to step into your power and go bigger. Right. It's no more effort. <laughs> Trust me, people. It's not. <laughs> You'll probably end so up working less. What, what would you say? Say, for example, um, someone's niche was um, new coaches, for example. Mm-hmm. New coaches who just come out of their training, who weren't earning any money, who um, had just spent a lot of money on their on their training, um, and you had a coach who wanted to coach new coaches. What would you say to them when it comes to, you know, because it's that it is that question of what the market will bear and well, what see, it is that you feel yeah. comfortable with. So how how do you get that balance? Well, you have you're making up a we make up a stories about people all the time, and one of the things right. we make up with is that they can't they can't resource the money. I've heard people, I do strategy sessions with people. A lot of times we do laser sessions, um, and so they'll come in for 15 minutes and we'll be talking, and so I get right to the crux of it. And in one instant they'll say, I'm totally broke, I don't have any money, and then the next thing you know they're signing up for one of my courses that's, you know, 1500 2000 or they're buying a coaching package, and the coaching package is thousands and thousands of dollars, and they're saying yes to it. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) never. Or you can even I can even hear somebody in a teleclass saying the same thing, and then I'll find out uh, from my business partner Eva that oh well that person just did three of my classes back to back, (laughs) and yet and they're not they're not inexpensive programs. So when someone finds something that they really believe is going to work, they will step up to the plate. In fact, I just did it for myself this last year. I joined as a participant. I joined a mentorship program, a marketing mentor program, and I knew I wanted to do it. I didn't know how much it was going to cost yet. I hadn't heard the price yet, but I had walked into a seminar knowing that I wanted to continue on with this person as um, my coach. Mm. And when I heard the price of the package, I thought, Oh my gosh, I'm having a heart attack. That is a lot more than I yeah. thought. It was almost double than what I thought it was going to be. And I just, yeah. re- in the middle of remodeling a house, all the money I could be putting towards my house could be going, you know, uh, it's now going to go towards coaching. Ooh, if my mate found out, he'd kill me. Well, guess what? I still did it. <laughs> <laughs> because I. I know, wanted- it is amazing what you, if you want something badly enough, if you have a belief, you know, you, it's there. And the interesting thing is, because of that, when, you, when you're stepping into something that you want, even if it's a stretch for you financially, and, but you also are clear that you are going to resource the money and attract the money that's needed, 
You will, because guess what? At first, the first few months, because I was nervous about the price tag, I was putting it on a credit card, and I thought, you know, no more putting it on a credit card. I can totally attract the money. Of course I can. Let's just work yeah. the own, the magic that I talk about and that I preach. Let's yeah. walk the talk, sister. And, of course, <laughs> I had big jumps in my income because I had to stretch in order to pay that bill. Mm, nice. I like that. I like that. So you can turn the feeling of being pushed into a corner and, you know, at first I was feeling stress and then go ahead and turn it into, okay, well, let that be almost like a challenge to me. How how much can I increase my income because of this? Because my true desire is to pay for this easily every month and not put it on a credit card and still have the money to do finish off my remodel on my house. Mm. Nice. So it was a bit of a stretch, like, out of your comfort zone, that's for sure then. It was definitely for sure. It's the most I've ever paid for coaching up to that point. And for that locked in for a whole year of paying that amount every single month. So, yeah, it was definitely a yeah. stretch. So for new, yeah. anybody, when you are evaluating what the market will bear, never underestimate your market. You always still yeah. need to price that what feels good to you. And if they are yeah. your ideal clients, they will pay your ideal price and you will give them yeah. amazing value. Yeah. Yeah, and they'll be getting value just from the fact that they're paying more. <laughs> <laughs> it is, and it's a commitment. I noticed that the people that yeah. pay me by the month on a month-to-month basis are not mm-hmm. committed as much as those who pay for many months ahead of time. Mm. You know, they end That's up, interesting. you know, they fall off the, you know, they, they stop communication sometimes. It for, they, Weird mm-hmm. stuff happens to my clients who pay by the month. And, but when they pay for a package, they're in it for the long haul. They're committed. They're excited. So yeah, yeah. I know yeah. it's an evolutionary process. It's not just they're going to get the the answers in one month. Yeah, definitely. I always say, no matter yeah. what, um, it's always looking for. You know, we're not a quick fix can be quick, but you still have to be committed to creating new habits and new mindsets. And sometimes those take a you know. A while to integrate. I'm still yeah. stuff I'm still working on after years and years and years. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, um, Gina, I know you've come up with five keys that will help business owners and leaders to pinpoint the root cause of their issues and chaos, so they can begin to create the ideal prescription to be a conscious leader in their own lives and business. What's the first key? Um, so, first key. Like, this is going to sound so obvious, but it's amazing to me how many people aren't doing this. Actively look for your solution is the first key. What okay. happens is is that usually we get so caught up in the problem that we're more reacting to it and we're creating stress around it. We're still thinking about it, but we're actually not looking for a solution. Or we think if we yeah. don't find the solution in the first five minutes of asking that we're stuck and we just have to tolerate this. Right. I don't know what to do. And the truth is, is when you are actively looking for solution, um, what will happen is, is you might get it, the solution in baby steps. You may not get the whole, you know, the whole picture at first. It might just come as, you know, okay, here's my first next step. And but people think, well, that's not enough. Well, I say, well, take the first step, and then your your next step will, you know, become. You'll get clarity around the next step. It may not come for a week. It may not come for a month. But it will come. But you have to act, you know, actively look for the solution. And right. 
you have to ask for it. So sometimes it's about asking other people. A lot of times it's just going from within. And, you know, I, I always ask, you know, I call it my inner business expert. I'll say, okay, inner business expert in there. I really need a new, you know, bookkeeper. You know, I was having bookkeeper issues. And so I don't know where to look. I've already, you know, I keep switching bookkeepers. Obviously, it's me creating, um, you know, bookkeepers who are never up to snuff. What is it that I need to shift about myself where I'm paying a price that I want to be paying for the kind of service that I want to be getting? And so I began sort of complaining about it in my head. I started actively seeking my solution. And, of course, I ran into someone on the first try. But what happens is a lot of times we're actually getting solution, whether it's from the outside um, or, or you're, yeah. you actually are giving yourself the answer, but we disregard it because it feels, you know, like, it, well, maybe it's too much of a stretch financially to do it. Um, right. You know, a lot of times, like I was just talking to a client this morning, and she said, gosh, I've had a lot of website people, you know, hitting my website and showing up there, but I'm not getting anybody signing up for my newsletter and I'm not getting any new business. And I said, well, let's go look. And I said, well, we went and looked at her, her website. And as we're looking, I said, you know, I know this is one of those template websites, but I'm thinking that you, you know, you might want to upgrade to a better kind of website so that you can, you know, this just looks like text all the way across the page. It's hard to read. You don't have many options here. And she said, you know, I've been thinking about that, and I, I would, was wanting to wondering if I should splurge or not. So she had already had her solution, but had been blowing it off. Yeah. Or we but make that's up. That's interesting, isn't it, Gina? Cause yes. Because sometimes it can be something that's a stretch, but it can also be something that perhaps seems too easy. Like the answer is there in front of you, but you just don't trust it. Yes. Exactly. And so we think that, oh, it might be too... So sometimes we feel stretched financially. Sometimes we feel like it's going to take up too much of our time. Like I have a client who always has, you know, he really, really, really needs someone in his office full-time to be answering phones and a bookkeeper. But the constant... The the thing is, every time he wants to upgrade to a better person, he says, oh, but it takes so much time to train that person. Well, yes, yes. I mean, that's, that is a paradigm. Of course, there's going to be some ramp-up time when you hire somebody new. And mm. if it's going to make your whole life easier, why wouldn't you do it? Mm. But we tend yeah, to discount the, the, the answers. The interim can be a, a little painful, but it's worth it in the long run. All of it. And we usually do have our – we actually do usually come up with our own answers, but we're not trusting them. And then we wait till somebody from the outside – um, I, I can't yeah. tell you the number of clients who come and they say, well, <laughs> I was thinking of this, but I don't know if that's the right answer. I'm like, wow, that's a great answer. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Why didn't you take your own yeah. advice like two months ago? Oh, I didn't know. It just seemed too easy. <laughs> well, easy is good. <laughs> Nothing, it doesn't have to be hard just because it's business. Easy is good. Yeah. <laughs> I think people feel that it needs to be something that's difficult for it to be worthwhile sort of investment, whatever that looks like, but it doesn't always have to be difficult. Yeah, and sometimes the answer, by the way, on looking for, on actively looking for a solution to something, this can be for business or for anything, sometimes the solution doesn't have anything to do with an action step. Sometimes it's about us just shifting our energy about how we feel about the problem or our perspective. 
I know that um, there was a, a time this year where I was promoting a mastermind program that I was going to put on, and I, I just had a baby, and so I knew knew the baby, you know, the new baby was going to come, and I really wanted to leverage my time. And I thought, well, if I get a lot of people in this program, then that will mean I, I won't, I'll take on less coaching clients, and I'll be leveraging my time and making more money. So I, I put a lot of effort into it. I was really excited about it, and then people weren't signing up. And I was getting flustered, like, what's up with this? My energy was good about it. I'm excited. And uh, for two days, I was miffed about it. And I was just getting frustrated. And finally, I said, okay, getting frustrated about it isn't working. You know what? I really just, I seem to have the coaching clients pouring in. Why wouldn't I just surrender and appreciate coaching clients coming in? Because I actually do love working with my one-on-one clients. And as soon as I relaxed about the fact that, my mastermind program wasn't building the way that I wanted to. I had tripled my income in one month. I had never wow. made that big of a jump in one month before in my life. Now, I've tripled my income in a year and thought that was a pretty great feat. But to do it in a month and to have it not mm-hmm. be because I took any particular actions, but I actually just stepped back and relaxed, that was yeah, a really wow. big aha moment for me about, wow, okay, so be open to the solution of money coming in a different way. Because like I said the truth is is I still have I still have the same amount of time. I have even though I've taken yeah. on more coaching clients, the money's coming in, so I'm having to do less work, you know, about marketing. So mm-hmm. really my solution was to just sit back and chill out. Now normally yeah. we might think, that's not a business solution, that's insane. You gotta you know, get get your butt in gear and take some action. So solution doesn't always have to be a strategical action. It can be something about shifting your energy. So be open to all solutions and trust the solution that you get. If it feels good, don't discount it. You know, check into it, move forward. Yeah. And of course, if it doesn't work, then choose something else. But don't yeah. don't keep discounting everything and don't just get stuck in your head and feel like you're stuck, period. There's always a solution. The question is, yeah. is do you believe that it's out there and are you actively looking yeah, that's great. Wonderful. So the key, first key is actively look for a solution. What's, what's uh, number two? Number two, we talked a little bit about this before, but engage your inner business expert. You all have one. You're all smarter than yep. you think. And the the thing is, is you actually just have to, in order to hear that voice, you actually just have to stop what you're doing and start listening. Because... Okay. You know, a lot of times what happens is going back to the, you know, actively looking for solution, there's also, you can, we can also get out of balance with that where we just became, you know, crazy about looking for solutions everywhere and we keep implementing different strategies as fast as people change their underwear and you're thinking, yeah. why isn't anything changing? And it's like, well, you're not really, you have to stop this merry-go-round or another, a, a colleague of mine calls it the, the spin cycle. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> Really engage your inner business expert because yeah. we're always getting advice. In fact, you know, I, I had this coaching client when we started began working. He was really nervous about taking on some big commercial accounts in his business because what happened before is he decided to take on a commercial client, and even though it was a hotel chain that's very well known, by the way, all across the world, he thought, well, of I don't, for some reason, I don't feel good about this, but I don't know why I'm worried. They're a huge hotel chain. They're a luxury hotel chain. 
Everything yeah. should be fine. Well, this hotel chain happened to be building some pretty big properties and actually stopped paying all their contractors, and he was one of them. Wow. He actually lost a very substantial amount of money. And when we when we wow. and looked at it, he said, you know, I, I, I said, was there ever a point in which you thought you shouldn't do the deal with them? And he said, oh, yeah, in the beginning, mm-hmm. I completely thought I shouldn't do the deal, and yet I told myself I was crazy. Why wouldn't I do the deal? And so he talked himself out of his own expertise. Yeah. So Wow, that just makes so much sense. It's uh, really tuning into that inner guidance um, and listening to it. It really is. And also noticing how, you know, your feelings are always guiding you, and that's definitely your inner business expert. Um, You know, when you have a symptom in your business, and you want to know how you feel about it and then what you believe because you may have to do some work on several different symptoms. Um, if you keep attracting yeah. not perfect clients, usually mm-hmm. a lot of the times there's a couple different things going on. You might have a money issue. Um, you might have an issue about what you have to tolerate with clients, especially out of desperation. A lot of people take on clients that aren't ideal because we you know, we just need the money, we need the income. Right. Um, but what, what happens is, is when you tap into your own inner business expert, you can actually get to the heart of the matter in a much speedier way than if yeah. you go at it from attacking everything from your strategic brain that wants to try to figure everything out. In fact, right. some really good questions you can ask are, and this is how I do it, by the way. It doesn't have to, and for those of you who are saying, what do you mean tap into your own inner business expert? What the heck does that mean? It means you just... <laughs> You just get quiet and assume that you do have an inner business expert, that place inside of yourself that does have all the answers, and just start asking proactive questions like, hmm, what do I need to focus on to create my desired outcome? Um, Who can help me solve this riddle? What is the belief I most need to shift right now? Is there an immediate action I can take to begin to move in the right direction? And then you, you can wait for the answer. Um, I know that yeah. writing down the questions and then just seeing what comes up by writing out your answer is an easy way if you haven't done it before. Um, one of the easiest ways for me is to go for a walk and then I'll ah. just, you know, take some nice yeah, deep breaths. We will, breath. have, our, we will have a place that makes us feel more connected with ourselves, don't we? Yes, it's calming to me and I can turn my brain, my thinking brain off and then just simply ask the question. And I'll usually get an immediate answer. And how you know it's your inner business expert, or another way of saying it, it's just your inner guidance, is usually the, the answers are very short and sweet. <clears throat> They're not complicated. Oh, okay, interesting. They, mm. they almost seem too obvious or too easy. Yeah. And you think, really? <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> but, yeah, it really should be obvious. It won't seem like a lightning bolt came out of the sky most of the time and, you know, hits you on the head and you have this, oh, moment. It will just seem like, <laughs> you know, very obvious advice. But the point is is trusting it and listening to it. Right. Yeah. I think that takes a bit of practice, doesn't it, really? Mm-hmm. You know, just to... But also just to have a belief, because I think someone like me, I, I you know, I, I tried it recently with, um, you know, Tim Kelly does the, the whole um, piece around um, downloading that for guidance. And mm. um, there was really that inner critic, you know, questioning whether what I had heard within myself as being real, you know. <laughs> mm. 
So it's really kind of just relaxing into it, I think, and just allowing and trusting. Um, so that that I, I'm, I'm certainly going to be practicing that myself. That's for sure. And don't be don't be surprised if you get one word answers. Like a lot of times, uh, I will get you know just relax, and I'll think, really, I should just relax, okay? Or if I'm asking about money, and I have something, you know, with this house being remodeled, I constantly have that next thing that we're going to do, and I'm like, ooh, okay, that's more money than I had planned. I don't know, and I'll say, wait a minute, okay, I'm starting to worry about how I'm going to get the money rather than saying I will have the money and actually going and creating it. So I'll, I'll tap into inner guidance yeah. and I'll just say, don't worry, it'll be there, move forward. And I'll think, are you sure? <laughs> and then every single time I've moved forward, the money shows up. Oh, it's fabulous, isn't it? It takes the pressure <laughs> off, that's for sure. <laughs> so, okay, so key three is, sorry, key two is engage your inner business expert. And key three, what is that? Uh, key three, talking about money, um, is challenge your money beliefs. Mm. Because this is, it doesn't matter how much money people make. I have coached people who make several million, and there's still these money beliefs. We we start oh, yeah. off and and making up their you know that there are trade offs around time and freedom when it comes to money and making money. So for yeah. some of you who are not experiencing the success that you want, this key right here very may very well be the root cause of everything that you're experiencing that's not what you yeah. want in your business. I think that's a huge one, that one. Huge. I do too. Because what happens is, is you may be doing all the right stuff in your business, and yet your beliefs about money repel the success. And I gave yeah. you a great example of what I did to myself. You know, I... I was doing all the right things. I was working with a marketing coach and you know when when she we were talking about okay why didn't I you know why didn't the mastermind fill the way that I wanted it to when I was working on filling that um program up and she said, you know, let's did you do this, Gina? Yes, I did that. Did you do this? So we went through the whole checklist around marketing. She said, "You did everything right." And I said, "Well, then clearly it's me." And that's when I really discovered that it was about me, I, I was so attached to this was the way I was going to leverage my income. And while that may not seem like a money belief, it was because I had put myself in a box about this is the only way I want to make the money. And because I was holding okay. so tightly to it yeah. and I, I was getting I was getting rigid about it, if you will, then, of course, I wasn't able to allow it in. And as soon as I relaxed, of course, the money came in, and it came in from a different source. Now, in the end, do I care where the money came from? No, because I happen to love coaching. So the fact that it was coaching clients, I'm all good with yeah. that. I like seeing that big, fat, you know, check at the end of the month. <laughs> yeah. But so... Don't think that just taking the right strategic actions are going to solve all the problems because sometimes it doesn't matter how many perfect things you do on a strategic level, it's the thinking about money that's creating, you know, this you know, you being stagnant where you are about the money. So I, I really do think that the issues around money um are easy to pinpoint because all you have to really do is look at a few different things. How do you react yeah. to when there's an ebb and flow of income? Because a lot of a lot of people experience roller coasters. They have some months that are pretty good, mm-hmm. and then they have those really low spots. And then how they react to the low spots is they freak out. Right. 
So if you find yourself in that situation, you know that that's what it is, and you have to really work on trusting that there will be consistency there in the income because what we have what happens is, is we kind of get used to and settle for oh yeah it's a roller coaster ride for me with my income and then of course that's yeah. what you keep on attracting because you think oh it's always a roller coaster ride so i'm always a little bit nervous and hesitant about my money um, right and so it's looking yeah. at how how do i react because as you react you're generating the same response the same manifestation to continue happening to you so it doesn't matter how yeah. this all began, and I know a lot of people want to go back to mommy-daddy stuff about, okay, how did my mom deal with money? How did my dad deal with money? Well, it's mm-hmm. interesting, and that's definitely probably how you created your initial beliefs about money. Right. Now is more important to look at how am I reacting now to the money because how I'm reacting and thinking about it now is what's keeping me in this pattern. It doesn't really matter how it started. Right. I want to be yeah. looking at how am I reacting. Right. Yeah, it's it's a it's a really interesting one, uh, Gina. I um a, a number of years ago I ended up going to um T. Harvecker's uh, Millionaire Mind Intensive. Okay. Yeah. Um, he he does this whole thing around the whole the money blueprint and um you know it's interesting because I went there thinking I had no problems with money at all. I had no issues, <laughs> no <laughs> beliefs around money. And boy, was I, was I, did I have a, a big wake-up call. <laughs> I was so shocked. So, you know, just for those listening out there, I think you'd be surprised, you know, at, at the beliefs that we have that we don't even realize we have, you know. So Anytime you get uptight um, about money, it's a wake-up call to say, oh, wait, there's something going on here. Um, because most of the time we're actually reacting to the situation. I had I had the same experience a few days ago. I um, My mate went to the store to go buy something for some piece of the remodel that we were doing, and I gave him my credit card to go do it. And he came back, and he had spent way more than I thought. I thought you were just going to order a couple of um, doors. What happened? And he's like, well, we needed this, and we needed this. And I'm like, God, why am I getting uptight? It's like, oh, I just, I wasn't expecting it, and therefore I felt out of control. Now, was it such a big amount that I can't pay it off? No, I can easily pay it off. But it was the it was the awareness of, oh, if I'm not doing the choosing, I make out that it's a bad thing, and I felt out of control for that moment. Right. So there's all these different layers with money. Um, yeah, totally. Not that, <laughs> not that you have to okay, go and through when you <laughs> And when you hear yourself saying, you know, money's the root of all evil and money doesn't grow on trees and, you know, all of those types of things, if you hear that going on in your head, you know, sometimes we, we hear these these old adages that come up and then you also realize that there's some beliefs in there that are keeping you stuck. You are. And this is one of the biggest ways that's just an umbrella sort of prescription to work on is to realize that you actually do have control over money. Because most of the time, the thing that is actually buggering us up is we feel like it's out of our control and we're relying on other people to give us money for our services or products. Or even if you're an employee at a job, you know, we're dependent on a boss to give us a raise. And so we feel out of control. And that that's a total and complete lie. You're always in control. It's the, the work on beliefs that puts you back in control. Because as soon as I believe 
that I can make the amount of money that I want and that I can cover all my expenses and more, then I can. But when I believe I'm stuck, I am stuck. And it becomes my truth. Yeah, that makes so much much sense. So we're always in control of everything. And challenge challenge your money beliefs. So that's key number three. What's the next one, Gina? Okay, this is completely counterintuitive. (laughs) Key number four (laughs) is to stop looking at your task list. Uh, Oh, interesting. Okay. I know. Say say more about that. (laughs) Um, Well, I think that people create this dis-ease in themselves about, okay, I have to get so much done. You know, they, they, they put 20 things on their list to get done each day, and then they judge themselves by what they got done or didn't get done, and it creates this background stress, or some, sometimes it's, it's, you get overwhelmed, and then that stress is really a lot of pressure. So yeah. you don't want to be ruled by the task list. I mean, it's, people literally get in bondage to their business forever. So, you know, task, there's always going to be actions to take in your business. And personally, I love taking action. Do you have to take action in your business? Yes, you do. It's part of the deal. But to be ruled by your task list and taking all the actions that you want to implement and trying to rush through them is not going to be good. That you will be forever in bondage to your business if you think it's about getting the list done. Because trust me, as soon as I get my website looking the way I want it to and I love it, then I'll go read somebody else's copy on their website and go, ooh, I want to redo mine. I I love theirs. Theirs is so much better than mine. And you, you know, so there's constantly inspiration for new things that you want to create and implement. Right. And right. when it comes to goals and action steps, I like to just keep it simple. I've found okay. that it really helps on both a vibrational, emotional level to keep the list small, and you do those things in excellence when you have a smaller list. So, I mean, I just do it basic, which is okay. I look to the you know the coming year, 2011. I'll say what what is it that I want to accomplish. I don't forgo for accomplishing everything I want in one year for my business. There are a lot of things that I just say, is it really realistic for me to, you know, will it feel like pressure if I put everything I want to do on the goal list? Most of the time, yes. So I really look at, okay, what would feel good for this year, knowing that, okay, it doesn't all have to get done now. And then I use my head and my heart to see what would most improve my business. By I'm always a big I'm always big about leveraging my time, especially since I have two kids. Um, yeah. And then what I do is I connect each quarter about what it is. Okay, what are the two to three things off that year list that I want to accomplish this quarter? And then I look on it on a week to week basis, and I take it down to what are my daily actions. And I never put over six actions per day. Okay. I am religious about that. And by the way, just to shake it up a little bit, I do six actions for both business and personal. They're all squished into six total. Oh, wow. Okay. So, and and some things are habits, but I still put it on my list. Like, I go for a walk and I do yoga every day. And those are, that already takes up two of the slots for the six items I'm going to do. Oh, wow. And I look at those. Yeah, that's definitely a fresh way of looking at that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I actually look at those two it. things as business building actions because they make me feel good. They put me in the zone. I actually come up with great yeah. ideas when I'm on my walk. That means that makes a lot of sense. So I look at those as yeah, high. You bring your business. You bring yourself to your business, aren't you? I am, and I, I consider those two things my my high payoff actions. I really, really, really do. 
Yeah, very cool. Most people just are attached to feeling successful if they check everything off the list, and then they make their list impossible, and then they are, you know, reacting to the fact that, oh, I didn't get it all done, which means I'm not going to make as much money, or things aren't going to go more smooth than uh, they're not yeah. going to go as smoothly as I wanted, and that's not true. We just we yeah. The, well, the problem with that is also that they they're beating themselves up for what they haven't done rather than congratulating themselves for what they have. Yeah, and we've already learned that from my example of me tripling my income in one month. It wasn't from all the right and perfect marketing actions. I actually did all those, and it didn't yield results. <laughs> it was me relaxing that yielded results. So it's yeah. we just if we can look at actions as the icing on the cake. We the reason why actions work is because we we do think, oh look, I've accomplished something, and then on an emotional level, we feel good, and it's the feeling good that attracts the results, not the actions. So the actions are just one uh, an avenue. But we're not going to mm-hmm. die, and business isn't going to wither away if I don't take action. <laughs> but trust me, from this relaxed place, you'll end up taking more actions. It's interesting because I can put six things on my list, and I'll probably end up getting eight or ten done because I'm really relaxed and I'm in my zone. Yeah. And just makes yeah, my... that flow, isn't it? The energy is flowing rather than getting constricted because of the focus and intent you have of making sure that you get it done. <laughs> yes, from that pushing and controlling place. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so stop looking at your task list as key four. Yes. What's key number five? The most important one. It's the faith factor. Um, okay. Most of us want immediate results. And I really understand that way of looking at things because that's me too. I want immediate results. And then when we don't experience the results, we abandon ship. We change strategies. We get ourselves worked up. Um, we might go into action overload, you know, taking all those different, you know, let's do this strategy and let's take this action. And if you're choosing strategies that align with your overall vision and you like the things that you're choosing to do, stay the course. You know, have the faith, because sometimes the results aren't immediate. Sometimes they're down the road. I like to look at manifestation like a surprise party. You know, when we have a, someone throws you a surprise party and you honestly didn't find out, and you, you show up at the surprise party, it's like, wow, this is awesome. Who knew all this was going on behind the scenes? You know, there's so much planning that goes into a surprise party. There's food that's being cooked. You know, people are communicating with other people on getting there. Sometimes people are buying gifts. There's a lot of stuff that's happened behind the scenes, but you never knew about it. And that's how manifesting is. A lot of times you don't see the things that are happening behind the scenes until after the fact, and you think nothing's happening, and you're looking for the evidence that says, okay, I am making more money. Look, see, I got these new clients or I got these new sales. And if that doesn't happen, yeah. then we throw in the towel. Well, so that's not true. If you could just yeah. wait and take the the timetable off of it and stop comparing yourself to how much you thought you were going to do in that amount of time, what if, yeah. like in my instance, three days later I tripled my income, and what if that happened? Would yeah. you care that it took you two or three months to get to that point? No. So mm-hmm. it's like stay the course. If it's feeling good, if things aren't feeling good, then you definitely want to change your strategy and do something different. But don't right. question faith based on not getting immediate results. Right. It's kind of like having that persistence piece, isn't it, and, and, and just believing in yourself and what you're doing. You do, because if you're feeling good, it will show up. And sometimes what you need shows up right in the nick of time. 
Yeah. Um, but it, it still shows up. And I know that's scary yeah. because we think, oh, well, I want to know how it's going to happen. I want to know for sure. The yeah. only way you can know for sure is to know that you are in control and how you be in control is by shifting your thoughts and focusing your all of your attention upon the end outcome that has you winning rather than losing. Like you want to see the picture of success. You want to know that you can count on yourself because that's the only right. person that you really can count on is you. Yeah, and the problem is that, you know, a lot of the time we doubt ourselves, so we get in our own way around in that area. So just keep reminding ourselves that, you know, we, we do believe in what we're doing and that we will see the results that we're looking for. Yes, and every single person that's listening to this, and I don't care if you own your own business or you're thinking about owning a business or it doesn't matter what you're doing, you can reach the six, seven, eight-figure goal if you really think that you can, and if you don't, you won't. And if you don't have full faith in who you are as a human being who can manifest, then it, yeah. it makes it impossible to do anything. You have to try. You have to, there's a few things you have to have faith in. One, that you can create the results that you want. You also have to have faith in your expertise, that you do have enough, yeah. enough expertise to have a successful business. Sure, are you going to be learning? Of course, I'm still learning tons, and I've been in business for over 20 years. Um, you also have to have faith in the services or products that you provide. If you do, then you're going to attract perfect clients. But if you're doubting what you're offering, then that's not a good thing. And yeah. I could talk about the faith factor for months. <laughs> I really could because I really well, do believe And it. the thing is, you're definitely going to be out of alignment in your business if you don't have that faith in what you're doing or what, what, what product you're offering, that type of thing. It's, it's going to be, that's where the misalignment's going to be. Yes, and faith really does, um, you know, faith is the thing that will attract everything. I, I just lost my line of thought. I was going to say something really important. <laughs> Ooh, I can't remember <laughs> what it is. Ah. Oh, I was going to say that just really faith trumps all. It, tr it trumps all action because, I, you know, I, I have another example where, um, in fact, it was with Eva, my business partner. We teach a class called the Prosperity Game, and for years we hated our website. And it got to be where it's like, okay, enough is enough. I go look at this thing, and I'm completely embarrassed. It's just it's terrible. It's a mishmash of stuff. And when I really went to go redo the website and look at the copy and we started planning out how it was going to look, I thought, wow, clearly we so believed in what our offer was that we were always able to fill our classes because when I look at the copy on this page and I look at the design of these pages, I mm -hmm. am so embarrassed. It does not do a good job of of selling them. It didn't tell them the benefits of what they get for being in the, in the teleclass. Clearly it was all on attraction. There had nothing to do with strategy. Our strategy looked terrible. The website was horrendous. Yeah, I'm kind of going through something like that myself right now. It's, it's really interesting when it comes through in that way. You know, you think, oh, my gosh, it could, I could be doing things so differently. <laughs> yeah, so it's really the faith factor that's going to clearly give you the results, not necessarily any sorts of action. So if you take away anything yeah. from this show today, that would be the most important thing. Definitely, definitely. Because of your belief in yourself and in what you're doing, uh, you know, if you can – share that you know that's so powerful that comes across so much more powerfully so that makes sense okay so why don't, let's recap the the keys to what might be get, stopping in your business and then um, 
uh, you know, then we can uh, wrap up the show. And, and um, I know you've got something really important that you want to share with our guests, um, Gina, which I think will be really valuable for them. So, okay. so let's wrap them up and then um, and then go from there. Okay, key number one, actively look for your solution. Key number two, engage your inner business expert. Key three, challenge your money beliefs. Key number four, stop looking at that task list. And most importantly, key number five is incorporating the faith factor. And just remembering that if you pinpoint the root cause for any unhealthy symptoms in your business, that's the first step, and that's actually a great first step. It's to say, ooh, I got a problem here. Let's take a look. Let's find out what it is, rather than just saying, oh, I don't want to look at it because you know I don't want to deal with it. So that's the first yeah. step. Always the yeah. first step. Fantastic. And so, so, what would you recommend for those those people who are ready to take these business prescriptions? What's the next step? Well, of course, I always have a solution. I'm the business coach. <laughs> and I'm all about, you know, I always pitch high-octane results because I want big results, quite frankly. I always want big results, but I don't want to have to work hard to do it. I want to enjoy my business. So I created what I call a shorty class because it's only a shorty class. A shorty class. It's not a huge commitment. It's a way for people to get on track where they don't have to be in the position of, oh, I have to put out all this money and make this huge commitment, like when I was making that commitment to my own mastermind where I'm like, oh, my gosh, I want to do this, but it's also giving me a heart attack. Um, and it's called... <laughs> I think when it's giving you a heart attack, it's actually a good thing because it really means that you're you're stretching yourself it, and definitely. investing yourself. And you invest in yourself, people invest in you yes. at the same level. So um, what I created was a six-session telecoaching program called Business RX, and it's all about giving you that edge that you need so that you can start constantly creating a more peaceful and profitable um, business, and you can start looking at what really are the things I really need to address so that you're not reacting to your business, and I, how can I make it easy? Because the truth is, is that we as the business owner, are the ones who are creating the bottlenecks in our business. We're the one that either creates flow or we bottleneck it. And we can either have fun and generate a lot of revenue or we can stop it all up and not have a good time. So yeah. I'm all about busting up all the myths, um, getting rid of that overwhelm, getting you know attracting money and creating a plan to attract that money that feels fun. And uh, it's all, the course is also about really accessing your own inner business expert and then combining that knowledge with actual strategies where you can take your action. For all of you who love to take action, of course I'll include action in it. Um, and if for those of you who have team members or people that you contract out to, it's, it's also about how do I get the most out of them without feeling like a nag or complaining and have a, you know ideal support in my business and how to really rev up your creativity so that you can get those brand new fresh ideas about, ooh, that's a great inspired action. And then you can actually get amazing results and get the support that you need from it. So Wonderful. if you want to know more about that, um, I'm going to give you a, a website. Yeah, I, we have a special link. I think I've got it right here, Gina. Well, I'm going to give you a different one because I actually had Lorraine oh, pick okay. you up a different one, my assistant at the last Okay, minute. cool. I was going to offer cool. something else on this class, and I thought, no, I mean, on the show, and I wanted to offer this course because I just think it's easy and it's fun and it's powerful. Good. Oh, I'm glad. Okay, perfect. Okay, so it's http colon forward slash forward slash 
tinyurl, and spell out tiny, T-I-N-Y, tinyurl.com forward slash bizclass, B-I-Z class. And I'll say it again. It's tinyurl.com forward slash bizclass. And I'm also offering it at what I think is a rock star value because I don't usually offer courses for this inexpensive, but it, you can either you could just do it in two payments of $279 or one payment of $497, and you'll actually get me um, for unlimited coaching both on the calls, there's six calls, mm-hmm. and off the calls via email for this course. So I think it's a steal of a deal, and it oh, starts. Awesome! I that think so. Amazing, Gina. That's very generous. Um, and it starts January 12th, so it's a good way to start out the new year, and you can go look at the to- all the topics that we're going to cover. But I really just looked at what is, what's stopping my my coaching clients and what are the issues that I'm seeing over and over in um, the rest of the world in business, and let's go correct those. Let's get a good prescription and have some fun. Yeah, wow. That sounds amazing, Gina. Thanks so much for your generosity and for sharing that. I know that um, you know um, that will really pique the interest of some of our listeners, and uh, especially with someone you know of your wisdom and, and experience, um, to, for them to be able to do that is is amazing. So thank you very much for that. Um, is there is there any one golden nugget that you'd like to share with our listeners before we end the show? Yeah, if something's feeling hard, stop. <laughs> Stop doing whatever it is and ask for how can it be more fun or how could it be easy. And if you can't find the solution, then I would actually set it aside for the moment because mm-hmm. I think that business was meant to be a game and it was meant to be fun. And if it's not being that way for you, then you need to put the yeah. pause button on and find a way to make it easy. Right. That's great. I love that. I'm just typing that into the chat room. Awesome. Gina, thanks so much for being here today. I know it was a, probably, um, uh, you know, I, I know you had a baby only just a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> so so uh, your being here is, is truly um, uh, appreciated. And uh, I wish you the best with you, you and your family over the holidays. And also to our listeners, you know, that um, without you, this wouldn't be the show that, that it is. And um, um, I want you to all have an amazing um, holidays, whether you're celebrating Hanukkah or Christmas or whatever it is, just have a wonderful and relaxing time. And, um, and, and you know, basically we'll be coming back in the new year. This is our last show for, the, for 2010. So really it's uh, getting ramp- – we're ramping up for the new year. In the first week of, of January, I'll be um, – doing a solo uh, show um, where I'll be talking about uh, goal setting and how we can really create an amazing um, year for next year. And then we're going to be having some amazing guests coming through in, in January. So look out for that. And as always, to your amazing success um, in your business and in your life. Take care, everyone. Thanks, Gina. Thank Bye, you. Bye, everyone. <laughs>